Fear-mongering new COVID variants. You knew it was going to happen, and it's happening. Old politicians need to get gone. You are wasting everybody's time. You're not helping anybody. Time to hang up the hat. Get out. And parental rights are taking the lead. That's some good news. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Excuse me. Sorry, we did not make it last night. Had some uh, issues and uh, things we had to deal with. So we're here now, and it's Friday. Yes, <laughs> Friday has finally come. We got a lot going on tonight. All that stuff we're going to cover, and some from last night, some from new. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's happening. We'll talk about that in uh, just a bit. First of all, though, we take a minute, and uh, Dan Bongino is not the sponsor of the show. Blackout Coffee is. And uh, they... <laughs> Blackout Coffee founded on the principles of conservative values. That's, uh, that's what it's all about. Making a good cup of coffee and our American traditional values. The founders believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, uh, the best small batch r- fresh roasted coffee you will ever have. I promise you, I guarantee it. I love this stuff. I live on it. And I uh, always got a cup right here in my Jay Sheldon Show mug on the show. There we go. And uh, the, no, this stuff is great. They, they source premium grade beans, uh, specialty coffees grown at the perfect altitude, correct time of year, best soil, harvested at just the right time. And they work with local co-ops and American farmers that grow this high quality coffee. They adopt a strict adherence to small batch roasting. Blackout coffee is roasted, packed, and shipped lightning speed, usually 24 to 48 hours from the time you order. What does that mean? That means you get truly fresh, roasted coffee beans. That crap you buy on the shelf, you don't know how long it's been there. You don't know when it was roasted. Could have been weeks, likely months ago. This you will get delivered to your door, lightning speed. It's roasted and packed 24 to 48 hours from the time you order, and off it goes. Specialty beans, highly controlled roasting process, Folks, this stuff is absolutely incredible coffee. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is this stuff is just an amazing cup of coffee. It comes in a variety of different flavors, from really strong espresso uh, beans to uh, everything in between. Then uh, we've got you a good deal. You use the link here in our show notes, and that uh, will get you the blackout coffee. And if you use our, where is it? There we go. Promo code for 20% off at checkout on your first order. J20 is our promo code, J-A-Y-20, my first name, J-A-Y-20, J-20 is a promo code you use, use that at checkout, 20% off your first order, that is a hell of a deal on a hell of a coffee, that is an American company that supports our troops, that supports our, our first responders, they're what we're all about, my friends, and I can't think of a better reason for you to help support Blackout Coffee. They truly, truly are an amazing coffee company. Blackout Coffee, thank you folks for helping to sponsor the show. Very proud to have you a part of this. All right. Trump, 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 back in the news. He says the fear-mongering about the COVID variants is a lunatic ploy. 
to rig the 2024 election. Boy, ain't that the truth. You know, I saw somebody on um, on my X feed today who asked the question, if we don't win in 2024, what's going to happen in 2028? Who would you like to see? My reply, which got a lot of reaction, my reply was, if we don't win in 2024, it's over. It's over, folks. Stick a fork in it. We are done. Former President Trump Wednesday accused left-wing lunatics of fear-mongering about the new COVID variants in order to justify this reintroduction of all their left-wing lockdowns, mandate policies. Sarah Huckabee, the governor of Arkansas, just came out with a new video today. I love this lady. She said, you know what? If all this crap happens, Arkansas is not doing it. Myself and my office will do everything we can to fight against mandates, lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine mandates. They're just not having it. And a lot of people are not having it. The big phrase of the day is do not comply. Trump made these remarks in a video posted uh, on True Social saying his message should serve as a warning to every COVID-19 tyrant who not only wants to take away your freedom, which is the ultimate goal, but who will be playing into the hands of those who want to exploit COVID-19 to interfere with next year's elections. The left-wing lunatics, he said, quoting here, trying to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Now, recently, there's been a whole bunch of bullshit media reports New COVID-19 variants circulating around. President Biden last week, all Americans would likely be advised to get another booster. Fuck off. Go a piss off. It ain't going to happen. Trump said in his message, the political opponents are eager to leverage the COVID-19 hysteria for political ends. Of course, that's what they do. It worked the first time. What's going to make them think it isn't going to work the second time? Nothing. Because there's just enough sheeple out there who will uh-huh, who will just sit around and nod and go, okay, let me put the mask back on. This is great. Let me show you the actual video that Trump put up. Take a look at this. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. <laughs> they want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. Yeah. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election. 
even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's the guy. That's the words right from the horse's mouth, as they say. Hey, by the way, our live chat's open, so anything you want to add or comment on, something we're talking about, stuff you want us to talk about, put it in the chat, and I will see it in that live chat over there. You can uh, you can do that if you like. We'd be happy to hear from you. We'd love to have you take part in the show. The show's for you, so that's what it's all about. All right, got another horrifying politician. No, it's <laughs> Trump's not a horrifying politician, but it really is time for some of these people like Feinstein to go who, you know, her aides have to tell her how to vote on things or when to vote or what to do. Mitch McConnell, leader in the majority in the Senate, is just, it, it's gone too far, folks. We got Fetterman, we got Feinstein, McConnell. Ultimately, we got Biden, who fumbles his way through every day. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but this is absolutely horrifying. It happened again. It's happening more often. Take, Take a, a look, look at this. this. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? Yes. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator. Okay. McConnell did go on to finish the rest of what he was going to say, but he had another one of those moments. It's sad to watch. It's horrifying to watch. But it is time. It is time. These people just hold on to these uh, jobs like it's a retirement home. It's, it's frightening. These are the people running our country, and don't think our enemies don't see this. They abso-freaking-lutely do. You need more proof? I got it. From Red State, Biden's deterioration is concerning during a photo op with the Costa Rican leader. I love the way this guy wrote this. Who wrote this? Nick Arama. I love him. I wish I were a fly on the wall in the conversation between the powers that be about what they're going to do with their problem. Joe Biden. Every day we see him deteriorating more and more. And yet the Democrats seem to turn a blind eye to it, trying to leave him there as long as possible before they pull the plug on him. Maybe quite literally. But... Uh, they still have to figure out the problem of Carmela Harris, of course. Kamala is a problem, because much as Joe is dementia patient number one, she's just a freaking idiot. If they intend to have Joe drop out, what are you going to do, not put Kamala up? It's almost policy. They're doing that at the risk to this country, someone in power who is barely functional. Tuesday, 
While he didn't have to do much, just deliver some remarks from the White House for one event, meet with Costa Rican President Rodrigo Chavez, it didn't really go very well. He made some of his typical fake remarks, lies about the economy, including Bidenomics. Uh, he even got an assist on the false remarks from Kamala, who claimed he had lowered costs for working in families working families in every way, when in fact the exact opposite is true. Take a look at this one. I want to thank, of course, our nation's champion, President Biden, for your leadership and commitment to lowering costs for working families in every way. Yeah, one lies and the other swears to it. Then he got into some real trouble. He didn't even seem to know what he was saying. He's confusing Chicago and Toronto. A drug company that makes a drug here in America, if it's sold in Chicago, you can buy the same drug in Toronto or Paris cheaper than you can buy it in Toronto. I mean, in, in Chicago. Oops. A drug... I mean, uh, Chicago, yeah. Ah, uh, man, stumbling through remarks, a photo op with the president of uh, Costa Rica. Um, usually you you say a few promo formal words of welcome, recognize, you know, I'd like to thank the president for uh, coming to visit and all the good work that he's doing. Well, he can't even get through that. Struggling with the notes. Here we, we go, go again. again. And for your leadership on the migration challenges that uh, that we face every single day. Watch the Costa Rican guy tapping his fingers. Uh, our security cooperation. That's one of my objectives today. I hope yours, including uh, dealing with organized crime. And as we discuss our work through the America's Partnership for Economic Prosperity. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm, thanks, thanks, Joe. That's enough. this is the forward face we're putting out there to the rest of the world this moron this freaking idiot how much longer how much longer are the democrats going to hold this rotting bag of oatmeal up Jaden do you know Jaden Jaden is a guy who had the Gasden flag. That's the don't tread on me, the yellow with the flag with the snake. He had a sticker of it on his backpack. And some leftist liberal communist freak teacher said it, it, uh, it, it, it had something to do with racism, which it doesn't. But good old Jaden stood up for his rights. And now... The school's backed off. Ha! Take, Take a, a listen. listen. If it didn't go viral, I'd probably get, they'd probably suspend me. What is your advice to the other teenagers or soon to be teenagers that are afraid Kirk. to speak up? I tell them to ponder this question. Would you rather have friends but live, in, live under a tyrannical system or stand up for yourself and your rights and but maybe lose a few friends. I mean, I sat at lunch alone today, which is weird. Like my friends didn't like me. So yeah, 
you you will lose friends maybe but however you're standing up for your right and vouching for them because if no one stands up for your god-given right then they just fade away when i walk in the hallways i kind of feel sad because there's kids that can wear pride pins and like the school doesn't say a word a gadsden flag is so-called a hate symbol the reason that they do not want the flag due to its origins with slavery and slavery i don't have i don't have the first amendment they don't give me it that angers me. This is a 12-year-old who's standing up against bullies, who is willing to fight for liberty and freedom. So I hope everybody is as inspired as I am, that we have 12-year-olds that understand the implications of the fight. Yes. If it didn't yes, exactly. 12-year-old Jaden, taking us all to school, schooling us all on First Amendment rights. This guy is amazing. Hats off. And did you check out the, the tri-cornered hat he's wearing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Uh, from the blaze, parental rights, making a comeback. Remember what I always say, little bites. We just take a little bite at a time, a little bite here, a little bite there. We will win the battle slow. I don't know whether we're live or not. Uh, I, the whole system just crashed. <laughs> I don't know why. Very weird. Uh, this says we are pumping out signal, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I've just got to check on a few things here so we can get back to the show. Uh, is this not the most interesting show you've seen? The side of my head while I'm trying to fix technical things? It's not working. Huh. All right. Uh, I guess I'll have to make an executive decision and just tell you that all of the other stuff we were going to talk about tonight is in our show notes. We will get to it perhaps on Monday if it's still valid. Uh, the, a mom has secured parental rights victory. The schools uh, transitioned a child without her consent. She sued and she won. Really good news. That story is in our show notes. Uh, also, a um, Washington Post article that calls for reducing free speech to save democracy. This is where they're coming from. Yeah. Uh, DHS using social media surveillance tools. Read these articles. They're fascinating. It's why I included in the show tonight. For some reason, I'm not able to share this with you, and I don't know why. It's just not working. So, okay. Anyway, we'll get on to our book. We'll move into that. Sorry, it's kind of a an, an edited edition of the show tonight because we had a major system crash here. Man, I'm telling you, weird. When it happens like that, it happens. Nothing I can do about it. All right, we are reading Animal Farm. We've been reading books on this show for a long time mostly children's classic literature. Uh, we were trying to figure out what book to do next after Animal Farm. We just finished 1984, and somebody suggested, a good friend of mine suggested Catcher in the Rye, which is a brilliant idea. Um, sadly, I just checked, and it's not in the public domain. I will try and seek out permission to read it, because it would be fascinating. Catcher in the Rye is a hell of a book. 
Um, but we'll see. If I can't get permission or I got to pay money, I can't do that. So, you know, we'll find something. If you got a suggestion, send me an email, show at jsheldon.com, show, S-H-O-W. Put it in the chat, put it in the comments, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right. Let's move on along here and get back to uh, George Orwell's Animal Farm. We're on Chapter 7. It was a bitter winter. Stormy weather was followed by sleet, snow, then a hard frost, which didn't break till well into February. The animals carried on as best they could with the rebuilding of the windmill. Well, knowing that the outside world was watching them, and the envious human beings would rejoice in triumph if the mill were not finished on time. Out of spite, the human beings pretended not to believe that it was Snowball who destroyed the windmill. They said it had fallen down because the wind walls were too thin. The animals knew this was not the case. Still, it had been decided to build the walls three feet thick this time instead of 18 inches as before, which meant collecting much larger quantities of stone. For a long time, the quarry was full of snowdrifts. Nothing could be done. Some progress was made in the dry, frosty weather that followed, but it was cruel work. The animals couldn't feel so hopeful about it as they'd felt before. They were always cold, usually hungry as well. Only Boxer and Clover never lost heart. Squealer made excellent speeches on the joy of service, the dignity of labor, but the other animals found more inspiration in Boxer's strength and his never-failing cry of, I will work harder. In January, food fell short. The corn ration was drastically reduced. It was announced an extra potato ration would be issued to make up for it. And then it was discovered the greater part of the potato crop had been frosted in the clamps, which had not been covered thickly enough. The potatoes had become soft, discolored. Only a few were edible. For days at a time, the animals had nothing to eat but chafe and mangles. Starvation seemed to stare them in the face. It was vitally necessary to conceal this fact from the outside world. Emboldened by the collapse of the windmill, the human beings were inventing fresh lies about the animal farm. Once again, being put about that all the animals were dying of famine and disease. They were continually fighting amongst themselves, had resorted to cannibalism and infanticide. Napoleon was well aware of the fact that the bad results might follow if the real facts of the food situation were known, and he decided to make use of Mr. Wimper to spread a contrary impression. Hitherto, the animals had little or no contact with Wimper on his weekly visits. Now, however, the few selected animals, mostly sheep, were instructed to remark casually in his hearing that rations had been increased. In addition, Napoleon ordered the almost empty bins in the store shed to be filled nearly to brim with sand, which was then covered up with what remained of the grain and the meal. On some suitable pretext, Wimper was led through the store shed, allowed to catch a glimpse of the bins. 
he was deceived and continued to report to the outside world that there was no food shortage on Animal Farm. Nevertheless, towards the end of January, it became obvious that it would be necessary to procure some more grain from somewhere. In these days, Napoleon rarely appeared in public, spent all his time in the farmhouse, which was guarded at each door by fierce-looking dogs. When he did emerge, it was in a ceremonial manner, with an escort of six dogs who closely surrounded him, growled if anyone came too near. Frequently, he did not even appear on Sunday mornings, but issued his orders through one of the other pigs, usually Squealer. On Sunday morning, Squealer announced the hens, who had just come in to lay again, must surrender their eggs. Napoleon accepted, through Whimper, a contract for 400 eggs a week. The price of these would pay enough grain and meal to keep the farm going till summer came on, and conditions were easier. When the hens heard this, they raised a terrible outcry. They'd been warned earlier that sacrifice might be necessary, but had not believed it would really happen. They were just getting their clutches ready for the spring sitting, and they protested that to take eggs away now was murder. For the first time since the expulsion of Jones, there was something resembling a rebellion. Led by three young black Menorca pullets, the hens made a determined effort to thwart Napoleon's wishes. Their method was to fly up to the rafters and lay their eggs, which smashed to pieces on the floor. Napoleon acted swiftly, ruthlessly. He ordered the hen's rations to be stopped, decreed that any animal giving so much as a grain of corn to a hen would be punished by death. The dogs saw it to it. These orders were carried out. For five days the hens held out. Then they capitulated and went back to their nesting boxes. Nine hens had died in the meantime. Their bodies were buried in the orchard. It was given out that they had died of coccidiosis. Wimper heard nothing of this affair, and the eggs were duly delivered, a grocer's van driving up to the farm once a week to take them away. All of this, while no more had been seen of Snowball, he was rumored to be hiding on one of the neighboring farms, either Foxwood or Pinchfield. Napoleon was, by this time, on slightly better terms with the other farmers than before. It happened there was in the yard a pile of timber, which had been stacked there ten years earlier, with a beachy spiny was cleared. It was well-seasoned. Wimper had advised Napoleon to sell it. Both Mr. Pilkington and Mr. Frederick were anxious to buy it. Napoleon was hesitating between the two, unable to make up his mind. It was noticed that whenever he seemed on the point of coming to an agreement with Frederick, Snowball was declared to be hiding at Foxwood, while when he inclined towards Pilkington, Snowball was said to be at Pinchfield. Well, suddenly... Early in the spring, an alarming thing was discovered. Snowball 
was frequenting the farm by night. And we'll cut it there. We'll continue on Monday with the rest of uh, this Chapter 7 from Animal Farm and George Orwell. Sorry about the uh, technical snafu tonight. I have absolutely no idea what happened. It doesn't happen often, but it happens. So kind of a limited half-hour edition of our hour show tonight. <laughs> all right, so don't forget all of our great sponsors down there. You can check them out. Also, please, I, I extended it for another week. Our Trump mugshot tees, you can get them there. The link is the top link in our show notes. Check it out. We did a little artsy-fartsy job with Trunk's mugshot, and uh, you can get one on it. It only comes in black, but all kinds of sizes. There's a size there that will fit you, I promise. We're not making a bunch of money here, just enough to cover the costs. And uh, I kept the price as low as I could possibly make it. So check it out. The link is in our show notes. If you want to uh, pick one up, show your pride, show your MAGA pride with our Trump booking mugshot photo t-shirt. <laughs> nice. All right. That's going to do it. I will see you again on Monday. Enjoy your weekend.